What is up, everybody, and welcome back to DW Sports. I am your host, Will Feller. And I'm your co-host, Davis Garrick. We talked about MLB last show. Today we're jumping to basketball again and talking about the NBA, mainly because the season's closing. It's almost playoff time. Usually on a regular schedule, there's 82 games, and playoffs are in April this year. It's a little bit different. But we're going to get right into it. So the NBA kind of is – getting bad reviews right now because there's a lot of injuries. LeBron's injured. Anthony Davis is injured. Trey Young got injured yesterday for the Hawks. And then, of course, my favorite player, Kevin Durant, can't stay three games in a row healthy without getting hurt. It's his knee, and then it's his thigh, and then it's his back. I mean, the dude dude can't play three games in a row without sitting at least three in a row. Um, So that's the first thing I want to talk about today is the Brooklyn Nets. Harden, Kyrie, and Durant haven't played too many games together. They are second place in the East right now. They're only half a game back from the Sixers, who are getting killed to the Bucks right now. So they're going to be tied for first once those Sixers lose. But we all know that the Eastern Conference is really weak. So my first question to you, Davis, is since we know that KD, Harden, and Kyrie haven't played together a lot this season, do you think they can still make it to the finals without them being healthy? It depends who plays. I think I think if at least two of the three players out of that big three play, then they will. I think they'll at least make it to the finals, if not win it. Now, if only one of those players play, well, then that's a different story. And at that point, you're probably like, no, they won't win. And I don't think so either. If If they can't continue to stay healthy, then no, they won't. But – if they do stay healthy, you know, James or Katie and Kyrie are both averaging 27 points per game, and James Harden's averaging 25 points per game. So they're on an absolute tear this season. If you take away injuries, man, they'd be, you know, coming for like MVP type numbers, um, which we'll get to later. Um, but they didn't seem to be slowing down at all, in my opinion. I mean, before they got hurt, you know, they were. They were up, always up there. You know, they were winning a lot of games as expected. I mean, it's KD, Kyrie, and James Harden. Like, I mean, I would expect them to win. Um, so if they if they stay healthy, all three of them are healthy. They're easily the best team in the NBA. And there's no, I I'm sorry, but there's no debating. Like, talent wise, they're the best team in the NBA, and there's no debating it. Yeah, I mean, they're easily the most talented if they stay healthy. That's the key word, if. They haven't been able to do that a lot this season at all. Obviously, like you said, if they have all three of their big three are good, if they have just Durant, just Kyrie, or just Harden solo, they're still a good basketball team. But we have saw in Houston that Harden can't take a team to the finals on his play style. Harden's a great scorer, but just based off of his play style alone, he can't take a team to the finals. Kyrie, I don't think is he's skilled, but I don't think he really has that leadership and that drive to actually lead his own team to a finals. And Kevin Durant can. I think he's skilled enough too. It's just a matter of fact, he just never stays healthy. Like Kevin Durant hasn't played in a meaningful game ever since when he got hurt against uh the Raptors in the finals when he was on Golden State. That was literally the last meaningful game that Kevin Durant played against because he's hurt all last season. Like this has been his first true season with the Nets because his Achilles injury. 
But just to preview that the West is so much better than the East, there are three teams in the West that have 40-plus wins, and the East doesn't even have a 40-plus win team yet. The Sixers are 39-19. and 19, The Nets are 39-20. and 20. So the West is easily dominant. Honestly, if I were the Brooklyn Nets, I still think they can. And honestly, even if they have one guy, I still think they can. But I think for that to happen, an upset's going to have to happen. Because if I'm the Nets, the only teams I'm worrying about are the Sixers, the Bucks, and quite honestly, even the Celtics with the talent they have. But let's be honest, I'm not worrying about the Knicks. I'm not worrying about the Hawks. Um, and then the other four teams, the Heat, Hornets, Pacers, and Wizards right now, that could obviously switch, switch up. But those four teams would have to play in a play-in tournament. So if I were the Nets, I wouldn't really be worried about anything right now. I would just be worried about getting healthy because they'll be a top three seed in the East. Um, and I don't think they have to worry about not getting home court advantage or anything. But um, another question I have for you just on the fly is, like I said, the Heater, the seven seed right now, Hornets eight, Pacers nine, Wizards at ten. Do you think that any of those teams, especially me and you being Pacer fans, um, literally, we had our like G League squad get a win against the Thunder yesterday. Of course, they had SGA or and Lou Dort hurt. The Thunder did, but with the Pacers having Sabonis and Turner hurt, and the Wizards just not being able to guard a thing, and the Heat and the Hornets not really having that well of talent, do you see any of those teams being replaced in the playing tournament for somebody like the Bulls or the Raptors? I don't think so. I mean, I should take that back. I think the Raptors may make a run with, you know, the Wizards or even the Pacers because let's be quite frank here. The Pacers are just looking god-awful this year. I mean, they have their whole starting lineup hurt pretty much. So, I mean, you wouldn't expect them to do much, but at least they can win more than 27 games at this point. It's just embarrassing for us Pacers fans, but – I think the Raptors are a team that could uh, end up coming up and being uh, like a 10 seed in that playing tournament, maybe Chicago, but I think the Raptors are really the only team I see as a threat to get into that playing tournament. That being said, none of those playing teams I see, you know, none of those playing teams I see making a run at all because, I mean, they're all just – you know, besides maybe the Heat, I guess you could say maybe the Heat make another historic run, which I still don't think that's going to happen. But that's just another – that just proves another thing that the that the West is a lot better than the East because um, the, the uh, 10 seed in the West has 28 games won, and that's what the 8 seed – in the East has, which, I mean, we see it every year. The West is just flat out just better than the East. It's not a question. So, I don't see any of these playing teams as a threat um, to do anything in the playoffs. I can honestly see Chicago uh, making a run. Like, as for the Pacers, they are – they're looking bad right now. I don't see them getting knocked out. I mean, I could see them getting the 10, but I don't, with 15 games left in the season, I don't, I don't see them getting knocked out, especially when they have games left when they play like the Pistons and a bunch of teams like that that are just not that good that we could, we could beat even with the squad that we have right now because those teams are just rebuilding. 
Chicago was actually a 10 seed a couple of days ago. They're on a they lost one game, which changed everything. But Chicago is only a game back from the playing tournament, so I could see I could see Zach Levine and them sneaking in. But Toronto, Washington, and Chicago. I mean, even if they make it past the playing tournament, they're not they're not going to get out of the first round. Neither of those teams are. And honestly, this is like one of the cons that I don't like about the NBA is. The Sixers, the Nets, or the Bucks are probably there's like I'm like 80% sure one of those three teams are going to make it to the finals. And if there was another team, which I'm, we're going to talk about in a minute, but if there is another team, I honestly say it's the Celtics. But the Sixers, Nets, and Bucks are probably the only three teams I would have in mind right now. But before we talk about sleeper teams or whatever. I first want to give some love to the West because there's a lot of guys over there that have been balling. We've got Joel Embiid in the East, um, who's in the MVP conversation. And we've got Nikola Jokic for the Nuggets that's in there. And then we've also got guys like LeBron, of course, is always in there every year. And then we also have guys like Steph Curry. So I want to ask you, who do you think should be the MVP this season based off of right now and the end of the season coming up? Well, I mean, I would say it's Curry. I can't overlook Curry. I mean, he's averaging 31 points per game on 48% shooting from the field and 42% from three-point range. Like, that's – and, oh, and he's – I think he's over he's over 90% from the free throw line, which is just crazy. I mean, he's just a flat-out baller. He's just a bucket. Like, he's just a – he's a straight, you know, just – he gets buckets. And, and so, I don't think – you know, you can overlook him. At the same time, though, his team is not doing too hot, which is where I could see someone else going. And that's someone else I could see going is, honestly, I could see Julius Randle in this conversation, if I have to be honest. Because if you really think about it, you know, he's brought a Knicks team that's been dog, dog water, just absolute garbage to – like one they're they're the number four seed in the east right now and they're on an eight game win streak and Julius Randle's just going off and it's come out of nowhere really I think he's if he continues to put up the numbers he's putting up I think he had like 42 last night or something if he continues to keep putting up these numbers he's definitely going to be in the conversation and the thing about him besides Steph Curry is that his team's actually winning Curry's team I mean, I still think it's going to be Curry just because of what he's been doing, but his team's not winning. That's another thing I don't like about the NBA because people forget – they tend to forget what MVP stands for. It stands for most valuable player. Who's the most valuable player in the NBA right now? Honestly, if you say anybody but Steph Curry this season, then you shouldn't be able to talk NBA basketball this season. Because, listen, hear me out. There may be some guys that are theoretically playing better because of the fact that they have a better team surrounding them. Davis, the thing about Julius Randle is, okay, you think of a guy like Joel Embiid. You think of a guy like Nikola Jokic and Curry. If you ask anybody, most people that aren't, like, trying to, like, be a troll or anything most people would say that those three players are top 10 in the nba 
I wouldn't even say Julius Randle's top 10 in the NBA right now. And if he's most valuable player, I get what you're saying. I mean, the dude has improved so much. I think he should win most improved player by a large margin. And the MVP usually does go to a winning uh, team. Like the player on a winning team usually gets it. But I don't think Julius Randle should win it just because of the sole fact that he's not a top 10 player in the league. But he is balling out. I think he's he's still young, but I just think it's 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 kind of and it's kind of cool to me that like Julius Randle is just busted out and he's come out of nowhere and his you know his teammates consist of R.J. Barrett and uh, Abi Toppin and Mitchell Robinson who are all very young guys. So I think it's just really cool to see you know first off see the Knicks actually winning is really just fun to watch. I mean. An eight-game winning streak for the Knicks is quite literally unheard of in the NBA basketball world. And this year, they've just been, you know, tearing it up. And it's just it's just fun to watch for me. It is. And I like, I like the Knicks program. I hate their fans. I think the Knicks have the most toxic fan base in the NBA based off the sole fact. The New York Knicks beat the Pacers off topic. But the Knicks beat the Pacers one time this year. And when the Pacers posted the final score on their Instagram, there were more Knicks fans in the comment section saying sucka, stuff like that, like just yelling at us that we lost. Most of our the Pacer fans weren't even talking trash. They were just mad because they were playing like garbage. And Knicks fans were in there just being weird for no reason, I guess. I guess they won 33 games or the four seed in the East and for one year, and they don't know how to act, I guess. Um, the Knicks are one of the most historic teams in the NBA, for sure, um, arena-wise in Madison Square Garden. And they're a big market team playing in New York City. But the Julius Randle thing, just because he's not, like, easily I could see him in the next two or three years be in the conversation for sure when LeBron is might even be retired because he'll be like 39 at the time. Curry will be 35. Um, all those guys that we grew up watching will be in their upper, upper 30s. But this year, I, I think it goes to Steph Curry because you take Joyce Randall off the Knicks and you take Steph Curry off the Warriors. One argument that you could make for Joyce Randall is if you take Randall off the Knicks, then the Knicks are probably going to be horrible again. But if you take – if you take say you take Joel Embiid off the Philadelphia 76ers, they still have the ability to win games. You take Jokic off the Nuggets, they still have the ability to win games. You take Curry off the Warriors, they're, they're one of the worst teams in the league. If you take Stephen Curry, you, you can even have – you can keep Draymond. If you take Stephen Curry off the Warriors, they, they'll probably be – I guess mm, it's kind of rough to say they'd be worse than the Rockets because that team is so bad. But they'd, they'd be bottom three, which is the sole reason why I think Curry should win MVP because if you take that guy off of the Warriors, they're not winning games. And MVP stands for most valuable player, and Steph Curry is easily the most valuable player in the NBA right now, undisputedly. Yeah, I agree with that because, you know, last year was a prime example, like, Curry and Clay Thompson were out, and I mean, what was their team anymore? So I mean, yeah, right, they got a, they got a top five pick. Yeah, I I agree with that, Curry. I I was just thinking like, if you were gonna put someone else, some other people in the conversation, I think Julius Randle should be one of them. 
because the sole factor that his team's winning games without Julius Randle on that team, you know, I don't think they would be winning as much games. And if he if he continues to tear it up, you know, he'll be he'll assert himself as a star player. He will, and of course, he got his All Star appearance this year. There's many more to come for him, but. Curry, not to mention the fact also he's coming off an injury at 33 years old, which is hard to do and put up the numbers and, and be a leader that he is right now. So I think Curry, you know, some experts are saying Curry shouldn't even be in the conversation, which is why I don't know how some people even get a job at ESPN when they say that type of stuff. Like, if you're, if you're an NBA analyst at ESPN and say that Steph Curry shouldn't even be in the conversation, I don't even know how you got a job there. Because I think you should actually win the MVP over anybody else in the league. But with all the teams playing good right now, I'm, I'm sure they're going to give it to, like, Joe Owen B or some crap like that. that. You know, the NBA, they like to spread it out. Like, there were years where Michael Jordan was the clear MVP and they gave it to, like, Carl Malone. And it's like, dude, Jordan literally – outplayed him in every stat except for rebounds because Malone's a big guy compared to Jordan being a guard. But other than that, he outplayed them in every single stat and won the championship most likely. I like, I, I don't know. But Curry should win MVP. If he does, I, I the NBA fans like him, so I, I won't be surprised. But I also won't be surprised if, like, somebody like Embiid wins it. So moving on back to, like, the playoff picture, we've got some teams that, I think have a lot of talent that um, could actually be dangerous. So I want you to pick out one team from the Eastern Conference, and I want you to pick out one team from the Western Conference, um, knowing that they're probably going to make the playoffs. So pr most likely both of my teams are a one through six seed. But I want you to pick out one team from the East and one team from the West that you think could potentially be dangerous and somehow make a Miami Heat run like last year in the playoffs. Yeah, so I was just about to go back to that last – the last playoff episode we did, you know, my dark horse was the Heat, and it ended up really going really well, obviously. So hopefully we can make another good pick this year. But the first team I have from the East is a big dark horse, and some people might call me delusional for this, but I, I don't care, and I think it's the Knicks. I really do. In my, in my heart, I think the Knicks are going to make a deep playoff run. They're on an eight-game win streak uh, with Randall leading the way, averaging 29 points in the last 10 games. Um, you know, what you could say is they don't have a lot – I mean, they don't have experience in the playoffs, which is true. They don't because they don't – they're not a team that makes the playoffs very often. I mean, but that being said, I think they're going to have that chip on their shoulder they're going to be able to, you know, push through adversity. They're going to be determined to kind of go off in the playoffs just because of the sole factor that people always criticize the Knicks for being a bad basketball organization. Like this year, you know, they're not even bad anymore. They're, they're a really good basketball team. And I think they're going to come in with that chip on their shoulder saying, you know, Everybody disrespects us. You know, we're kind of gaining respect this year, but if we don't do anything in the playoffs, it won't matter. So I think I think it's going to be a really good playoffs for them, to be honest with you. Um, before I state my West pick, why don't you go ahead and do the East? 
I actually was going to say the Knicks at first before the show, but when I was preparing, I realized that if they they would beat the Hawks in the seven-game series, I'm not even worried about that at all, especially with Trey Young. Like, you could see his facial – if you didn't see the video, his facial expressions when he got hurt was pretty bad. Like, he he looked like he was pretty banged up and was going to be out for a minute. I'm not worried about the Knicks getting past the Hawks. They'll easily do that. But then I realized – they're probably going to have to – unless some unless the eight seed pulls off a monster upset, they're going to have to play the Sixers. And even with the Knicks playing well right now, with R.J. Barrett, with Julius Randle, and actually a surprisingly good coach that I thought was a bad coach before. But Tom Thibodeau is actually not that bad of a coach at all. But with Joel Embiid, with Ben Simmons, um, Tobias Harris, and obviously you've got Doc Rivers over there now in Philadelphia – I don't see the Knicks. I I can see the Knicks easily, easily taking the Sixers to, to seven or six games. But with Joel Embiid and Simmons and all those guys that um, are a little bit older, because the Knicks are a very young team, very young team. Like, they're on the come up for sure. They'll be a top three seed soon enough. I'm positive about that. With all the experience the Sixers have, I don't see them beating um, the Sixers in a seven-game series. My team is actually – the Boston Celtics. And the reason I say that is because if the season ended today, I also think the Celtics are going to get the five seed. Um, I think that I think they're going to have to play the Knicks. And because the fact that that series is going to be one heck of a series, the Celtics and the Knicks for sure, I would honestly rather than get the six seed because them and the Bucks, I think, would be even a better series. But Jason Tatum and Jalen, like the Celtics, man, just have a great, they have a great lineup with Tatum, Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, uh, a great coach, and Brad Stevens. They have a lot of guys that can put up numbers on the floor. And Boston, you can never count them out, no matter what seed they are every year in the playoffs. Ever since I was a kid, I've always seen Boston in the playoffs, and I've always seen New York in the playoffs. Uh, Throwback to the days where, you know, Carmelo and and, um, Taj Gibson and all of them on the Knicks were in the playoffs for a minute. But my sleeper team is actually the Boston Celtics. I think they can take anybody, even the Sixers and the Nets, to a seven-game series, especially uh, if Tatum and Jalen Brown decide to show up and put up some big numbers. Yeah, that was my second team as well. I was going to go with the Celtics. But I just wanted to go for a little, you know, interesting team to spice it up a little bit. But I agree with you. Like, the Celtics are a great team. No matter what seed they are, you know, they have a great all-around balance. And I think they're going to go far in the playoffs. Yeah, no doubt about it. The Celtics, I would actually like to see the Celtics in the next play. I think that's going to be one heck of a series because, honestly, I'm tired of just, like, the one and two seed making – that's why everybody likes the NFL playoffs and March Madness so much better. It's because sometimes there's actually – like, there's upsets and stuff from that. Um, usually in the NBA, you usually see both the one seeds or a two and a one seed making the finals. And there's always some super team in there. Okay, there's either a super team or there's LeBron in there, one of the two. So, that's what the NBA is like. And, like, I'm not going to disrespect LeBron and say you're ruining the NBA because, honestly – Hit, that just adds on to his greatness. Something like nine finals in a row is just insane. But uh, I want to hear your Western Conference team. 
The team I have for the Western Conference is actually the two seed right now, the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have won six of their last seven, beating teams like the Sixers, the Bucks, and the Heat. Devin Booker is averaging 25 points per game, and DeAndre Ayton is adding 10 rebounds a game. And then they also have CP3, you know, adding, you know, a passing-type dimension to the team. Um, they, they just have a solid team all around, you know, offense mixed with defense. It's just really good. I mean, last the other day when they, they actually almost went into overtime versus the uh, 76ers, Joel Embiid almost hit a, almost banked in a full-court shot, which was insane. I kind of wish that went in. That would be crazy. But anyways – you know, the the Suns are just all around, you know, just a great team. But I could also pick a team like the Jazz. You know, the Jazz is the one seed right now, and they're just they're just going crazy right now. Like, I don't understand where this came from, but, you know, I, I just think it's going to be the Suns going, going pretty deep into the playoffs. I'm going to follow up right along with you. I'm going to make Baradis happy. And I'm going to pick the Phoenix Suns. I know last year, if you were an OG fan of us last year, I know that I was all talk about the Clippers saying that um, the Clippers were going to beat the Lakers in the, in the Western Conference Finals. And actually, as a matter of fact, to win the finals, little did I know they were going to choke a 3-1 lead that season, that year, which kind of made me mad. Um, but the reason I'm picking the Suns is because I'm not going to be basic and say the Lakers are a five seed right now. They can make, like, we all know they're five seed because AD and LeBron are hurt. We all know that the Lakers are probably going to go to the Western Conference Finals if they have LeBron on their team. But the reason I say the Suns is because I honestly can't see any team, you know, without me being basic and picking the Clippers or the Lakers, with the Jazz, the Nuggets, and the Trailblazers, which are the, the rest of the top six that are most likely probably going to be locked in. I mean, I guess the Mavericks are half a game behind the Trailblazers, but I can't see any team beating the Suns in a seven-game series. I know the Jazz are the number one seed, but Donovan Mitchell's banged up. Rudy Gobert's a great defender, but if you've got another uh, great big guy in there like DeAndre Aiden, he's going to work you at some point. Um, Devin Booker's just really wet like water. I mean, both of those teams remind me of kind of the same play style. They have a good big. They have a good guard that can light it up from deep. Um, and overall, I just think Phoenix is a more well-rounded team. They haven't been good in forever. The Jazz have made the playoffs every year. But I think this year, I don't think the Suns are going to make it to the finals, but I think this is going to be the year where the West actually has a team that represents them in the finals that's not a top three seed. I think it's going to be a four through an eight. Um, actually, not an eight. A four through like a seven, maybe. Um, there could be some shocks this year, but out of all the teams, I think the Suns are probably going to lose to the Lakers. I mean, saying the Lakers are going to make the finals is like saying that the Dodgers are going to make the – the World Series, they're saying, like, Brady's going to make the Super Bowl. Like, there's a, there's a high chance of it happening every single year. Um, you know, you don't know that for certain, but there's always a high chance. So, Eastern Conference, Western Conference, I think that probably the West is going to win the finals again. They're just that much better. Um, another 
actually, this isn't a question to you about the NBA season. I just wanted – I'm just curious about – I want to ask you one question about the NBA draft, which we'll get into. But I just – later, I just want to ask you one question. Who do you think should be – who do you think should be the number one pick this year coming out of college? Because I've heard talks about, like, Jalen Suggs, Kate Cunningham. So, who, in your opinion, should be number one? Most likely to the Rockets. See, so – I hear a lot of people talking about Cade Cunningham being the number one pick, but I, I honestly would go with Jalen Suggs just because I think Jalen Suggs is just more dyna- more, more of a dynamic player. Um, you know, Cade Cunningham is kind of – I mean, he can play. He can play anything. He's kind of too big for a point guard but too small for like a – power forward, you know what I'm saying, um, type player. But he can really play anywhere. I would just pick Suggs because I, I I think Suggs is just more dynamic of a player, and I think he's going to be better in the NBA. Speaking of college basketball, there's sad news going around right now. Terrence Clark has passed away. Star Kentucky guard um, was expected to be picked in the NBA draft this year, passed away in a car accident in California. So prayers out for his family. You you just hate to see that. I mean, he, he was going to go first round probably. He was a, a great player and that's just that's just devastating to the whole college basketball world. Sure. Yeah, uh especially yeah, prayers out to his family. We know how hard it is. Um actually I for all my listeners out there, I don't know if you guys know this but I lost my dad when I was four years old, my biological dad to cancer. So I know how it feels to lose a loved one. It's it's literally the worst feeling in the world. Um, and I know how his family feels right now. So prayers out to them. But I think it is going to be either Suggs or Cade Cunningham. But one thing about Cade Cunningham, bro, like this doesn't have anything to do with your name. But Cade Cunningham, why you show no emotion, bro? Like you he's like a Kawhi Leonard. I watched him in the Big Twelve tournament in the in the NCAA tournament. Bro shows like no emotion. He's like a straight face the whole time. He'll casually hit like a step back, just run back. And just like like I swear, his mouth doesn't move. It's just shut, closed the whole time and just like a casual face. I don't know I don't know why he doesn't show any emotion, but it's a toss up. I would actually probably go Cade Cunningham. Um I just think I mean, you just can't go wrong. It's just one of those things where you can't go wrong. Suggs playing at Gonzaga over Oklahoma State may be a plus, but Cade has shown – I think Cade has shown a little bit more um, shot creation than Jalen Suggs. They're both really good players, but I think Cade Cunningham should probably – I think they'll both be one and two, but Cunningham should probably get the edge for me just because of the fact that his shot creating is a little bit better. And I just think that he has more potential than Suggs as well. Also, the Rockets' guard play is already pretty decent. So, I mean, I don't think yeah. they're another guard, but, you know, it's one of those situations where you could really interchange the two. <laughs> well, I mean, I wouldn't say anybody on the Rockets is necessarily great. I mean, John Wall is not in his prime anymore. Then you've got, like, Eric Gordon and P.J. Tucker and all of them who are just decent players. But, yeah, yeah they just need help. And then – of course, there's the beloved, and we love you, Pistons. Everybody in the NBA loves you. We know that, yeah, we talk about Detroit sports every show. We, yeah, we, we know how, how 
yeah. much pain you guys are in. So we feel you. And the thing about the Pistons is they draft like one thing about bad teams is um they'll get there eventually because I don't know if you remember, but do you remember the Sixers trust the process days and when the Cleveland Browns didn't win a game? Like those teams are actually good now. It take it takes time. Teams so fans always get mad because they teams like plan for the future and it's like well, you can't be in win-now mode. It takes time. Now the Sixers are first in the East, and the Browns made the playoffs and blew out their division rival in the playoffs this year. So, I mean, it takes time. And Detroit sports will get there. Maybe that means that they'll all four be dominating at the same time. But we'll see. We'll see for sure. Um, and last but not least, my last question I want to ask you for today, who do you think is going to win the finals right now? I honestly think – it's going to come from a team in the East. Um, I think it's either going to be – I mean, if everyone from Brooklyn is healthy, I think it's easily going to be them. But if not, you know, I think it's going to be the Sixers. Um, the Sixers do struggle in the playoffs. They do. It's it's a known fact. But I think they're going to come out, you know, running and gunning. I mean, they have experience now. Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons have been in these positions before. But with the Brooklyn Nets – Having all three players healthy, you know, I just think they're going to be too tough of a team to play, to match up against. I'm actually going to go to the other conference and say it's going to going to be one of the L.A. teams. I know the Clippers disappointed me last year, but you can never count out LeBron just like you can never count out Brady. And the way that Paul George and Kawhi has been playing this year, I, I really can't count them out either. Um, but if the Nets are healthy – I'd obviously pick them. I just can't rely on them. Being so inconsistent with those three playing at the same time, we haven't seen it in a long time. With those three, with at least two of them always being at least somewhat banged up, not 100%, I'm taking one of the L.A. teams to win, unfortunately. L.A. wins way too much with the Dodgers and the freaking Rams going to the Super Bowl a few years ago, and now the Lakers and the Clippers. and it, It's just ridiculous, but – uh, make your guys' predictions um, on our social medias, man. I mean, we, we got all kinds of social medias you can follow. Uh, DW Sports with two S's on the end is um, our all of our social medias, actually, except for Snapchat and TikTok. That's DW underscore sports. Um, we're really most active on Instagram and Twitter, so make sure to comment which team you think is going to win the finals. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode, and we'll see you guys sometime this week and with the Jalen Hooks interview coming up on Sunday as well. So we'll see you guys then, and thank you for tuning in. Thank you.